start the motherfucking show and if you ain't already know thank you for tuning in this is outside the culture with jb and trez and we are back Jack, baby, baby. So we are we are we are about to get into some things today we just had to start it off like that because honestly if that made you uncomfortable, then you might want to leave the show. Because this is, come on. The only thing you need to be worried about is roll that nigga up. Roll that, roll that nigga up. <laughs> Please, oh, that's is our, um, that. Yes, tune it up, roll it, all of that, all of that good stuff. All of that good it's stuff. Lip, it's a lip mask for me. It's just, it's giving what it's uh, Yes. I'm currently moisturizing my lips to the fullest. So if they look a little extra glossy, just know that they're moisturized, okay? Thank you so much. listening to just the audio, we appreciate y'all. I just want to give y'all this visual. Absolutely. It's giving like, could possibly be Dior, could possibly be not. Um, and it's gonna be sunglasses, lenses. I can see everything. Oh, the on lenses, the are, the lenses are wait, is it Mark Jacob? Yeah, baby, discount. Okay, uh, and, and look, and you already know what we give over here. I got these on discount, so it's not even giving all that because I don't even go up for the mark like that, but I do go up for the mark down. How about that? <laughs> Okay, you heard it here first. Trez is definitely am, a brother shopper. Yeah, we're about to get into it. Um, you know, if you didn't know, this is definitely our Pride episode. Um, and I definitely want to just, you know, of course, start us off with something as usual. DJ, spin it. <laughs> Giving very much Marilyn Monroe with, with that blonde. I love that. That was great. That was Star Revlon. Um, she is from Georgia. I came across her on the Twitter, so just definitely had to share her. I love that energy. I love a good walk in. I love a good walk in. One thing they can give you in the ballroom is a good walk in. They, they show you how to walk into the room, babe. That is how you walk into a room. That's how you walk downstairs. See, I definitely have to share that. Mm. One other thing that we do have to share, just very briefly, I do just want to say, 
there's an error made in our last episode. Um, if you listen to our last episode, it was a great episode. It was our episode about Tulsa. Um, I did make a few mistakes when I was telling the story. I want to correct that June 19th, 1865 was not the day that all slaves were freed. Even though that um, order was read in Galveston, um, slaves were still captured in many parts of the South until the 13th Amendment was passed that fully abolished slavery. And that wasn't passed until like some months or a year or something like that later. Um, so you definitely want to correct that. And then two, another myth that I um, stated in last episode was that the news traveled slow back then. <laughs> so, you know, there's, there's this common misconception that the reason that the people in Texas were still enslaved is that the news traveled slow and that, you know, they hadn't found out yet. Yes. But that was actually a myth. So they actually did know at that time. That information but, from the people. Ain't what them people know. <laughs> they did it. They did it. They so, keep, yeah. on keep on working. Go ahead. Don't worry about exactly. that. Exactly. Keep on working. And then, of course, not only that, but like they were, of course, you know, the Texas was a part of the Confederacy, so they ignored it. They're like, you know, we don't acknowledge your rules because we're not a part of you anymore. We're a, we're part of the Confederacy. So, you know, um, and definitely wanted to just correct that. Um, I did just want to have, you know, we'd love to do a moment of silence. So I did just want to do a quick moment of silence, JB, if that's okay. Um, and I did make us an actual moment of silence timer. That way we know exactly how much time to take. Because I know sometimes we can I go into a meditation. Go ahead and roll it. <laughs> so, yes, let us just have a quick moment of silence. I thought this would be appropriate for Pride. Not he know he can talk to anything. He can be very much bottle girl right here. You know what? Santana. Santana to Yes, I just wanted to definitely have that. Thank you so much, Santana, another gay icon, you know, well, another LGBTQIA plus icon. Thank you so much for providing us with that moment of silence. No, um, no. And that means. He's not up here and act like twerking to that song was not a problem. <laughs> Wait, you think. Uh, I, I thought that was. I'm sorry, I thought that was ingenuity. I thought it definitely showed creativity. Um, I thought it showed athleticism. That's what it gave. It gave all that to you. That's what it gave. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, we definitely oh, need to be given more. Shout to him. Yeah. Modern day actor, go ahead and show him out. Period. Yeah, we know he's not perfect. He doesn't, he doesn't you know. But he is. His... Wait, what you say? He's what? I said, but he is definitely Santana. He may not be perfect. <laughs> right, right, Santana. right. Yes, thank you so much, Santana. All right. Yeah. Now we can really get into it. We can definitely really get into it. Um, if, um, if you want, JB, we can definitely go ahead and get into minding our black business. I think you know what this is going to be about. Um, Absolutely. Let's get into it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if y'all have been keeping an eye on the news, but... Uh, we have a great, great, great person to shout out this episode for our Minding Our Black Business segment. A um, black woman, a woman. Yes. Come on with the woman. Thanks, baby. Congratulations. Yes. Are in order. Yes. We want to give a big, big shout out to Drum Roll, please. Shakari 
Robinson, Richardson, mm -mm. roll it back, Lord. Lord Jesus, roll it back. We want to give a big shout out to Shakiri <clears throat> from Dallas, Texas. Um, like JB said, she is the next, she is the fastest woman in the world right now. She is the fastest woman in the world right now, and she is on her way to the Olympics. So, um, you know, definitely wanted to give a shout out to her if you have not seen her already. Um, she's definitely been taking over everybody's feeds, um, her iconic personality, for her looks, definitely for her speed. Um, it's always great to see another Black queer person out there doing their thing, occupying space. Um, so yeah, definitely wanted to give a shout out to her. Unbelievable. <laughs> the fact that I am an Olympian, no matter what it said or anything, I am an Olympian. A dream since I've been young. I'm pretty sure everybody's dream as a track athlete. So being happy is an understatement. Being excited, nervous, all of those feelings. Proud in one. I'm highly blessed and grateful. <laughs> We'll talk about the race in a moment, but just the rush to get up the steps to see your family, your grandmother, your dad, your mom, everybody. What is that? What did that mean? Because my family has kept me grounded. This year has been crazy for me. Going from just last week, losing my biological mother, and I'm still here. What did you say? You lost your mother? Yeah. I'm still here. Last week, finding out my biological biological mother passed away and still choosing to pursue my dreams still coming out here still making sure to make the family that i do still have on this earth proud and the fact that nobody knows what i go through everybody has struggles and i understand that but y'all see me on this track and y'all see the poker face i put on but nobody but them and my coach know what I go through on a day-to-day -day basis. And I'm highly grateful for them. Without them, that would be no me. Without my grandmother, that would be no Sha'Carri Richardson. So my family is my everything. My everything is to the day I'm done. Sha'Carri, unbelievable. We offer our deepest condolences on your loss, as well as our congratulations Thank you. on what you accomplished. Even more spectacular than what we just saw. She's saying, look at me. Look at what I can do. The nails, the hair, the attitude, but the speed. Oh, my God. Yeah, I love, definitely love that for her. I love hearing her story. Love just hearing her talk. Definitely inspirational and makes you want to get on your toes. Um, so definitely shout out to Shakari. Yes, 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 absolutely. Shout out to her. Shout out to her whole entire family. Shout out to her girlfriend. Shout out to everybody who didn't believe into her. All the reasons that she kept going, because sis, you made it. I love to see that for you. You deserve it. This is a very good part um, in the race where she actually finished this first, and she's just like, stop playing with me. And I know that uh, every black girl felt that moment when she was saying, stop playing with me, because yeah, with me, and stop playing with my with my craft, stop playing with my dreams, stop playing with me. I felt it on an emotional level for her, and I'm just so happy. Um, clearly, you could see that she's had a lot of adversity, and just to see her keep going, and for her to really, you know, make it to the Olympics, which is, seems like it was something very, very monumental for her. I just gotta say, girl, you did that. Keep going. Don't give up. Mm -hmm. We see you. We rooting for you, and we love you, Queen. And while we're here, I do also want to give a shout out to trans activist Hope Giselle. Um, yeah. Oops, sorry. She is a, um, she calls herself a modern social justice artivist. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess, um, you know, to make that simpler for everyone, she basically does a lot of activism for the Black community, the Black trans community in particular, um, in all sorts of creative arenas. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about her later. I just wanted to bring her up right now in this segment because I just, this whole episode, I wanted to be uh, just the community, just shouting out the gays, 
the LGBTs, the Qs, the Is, and the As, and the pluses, everybody. Um, so yeah, definitely want to shout out Hope. Um, I often see her on the T.S. Madison show. She has um, her own um, platform where she's often keeping the community abreast of what's going on. You can also check out more on her website, HopeGiselle.com. Um, yeah, and I did get this from her website, so please don't sue me, Hope. I got it straight from your website. Um, but, you know, this is a shout out. Love you. Love everything that you're doing. And I will talk more about you later. Um, okay. Well, meow. can we please just have one more moment of silence before we get into this heavy subject real quick? Yes, yes, yes. One more twerk session. One what more. Just... Santana. Yeah. One more. <laughs> too long on this before we get into another subject um but i don't know if anyone has seen this hashtag justice for tyler that has been going around all over the internet um just to keep it plain and simple um a few days ago there's this video that went viral uh it was a 12 year old atlanta child he's being abused on instagram live for being gay um now before we get deeper into this, I will say that it has, it's been reported, like several people were reporting it, um, and he has been removed from the home, uh, but I do want to show, I'm not going to show the video, just because it's traumatizing enough, it's triggering enough, but I did want to show some screenshots just to show a little bit. Um, have you heard about this, Jordy? No, I have not. Okay, so. This is new to me. On the Instagram live video, what you see is young Tyler, um, his brother, I I guess, according to the story, um, apparently his brother, like, caught him, like, doing something gay, or, like, I think Tyler was, like, referring to himself as gay, and his brother heard him, so, as you can see, they pushed his hairline back more than definitely way more than it needs to be and i didn't post i didn't put this picture on here but on on one of the sides of his head um, on the other side of his head as you can tell um that's not shown um they actually carved gay into his head with the clippers so like they shaped the word gay into the side of his head so not only are you seeing that but you're seeing there there's these are adult men these are adult men that are surrounding this child. They're taunting him. They're hitting him upside the head. They're pushing him around. And then at this particular part, which is a little later in the video, Tyler's on the porch with this person that was supposedly his brother or his stepbrother, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And he's actually, he's punching him. He's pushing him down. Like, it's crazy. Like, calling him gay slurs. Like, it's, it, was, it was crazy. And mind you, the whole time that this is going on, the person who's recording this and going live is his older sister. Crazy. So this behavior is pretty much just being... This behavior crazy. Okay. So, of course, like, people reported this. People, numerous phone calls going in. Um, Child Protective Services there in Atlanta. People that, yo, when I tell you the internet will get onto something, they figured out which house it was. They ran background checks on the sister, the brother. So, um, like I said, the people, um, the um, Department of Child Family Care, um, has removed him from the home or the family and children. Some, but, but CPS, CPS has removed him from the home. And it was so crazy to see, not only was it crazy to see like this actual abuse, but look at this. These are screenshots from the sister's Instagram. 
No arrest, ho. All that for what? Fuck all y'all, yeah, bitches. What y'all thought y'all was doing? Get that last laugh, bitches. Dismissed. Yeah, they came twice and left with no B. No M N B. Fucking idiots. Yo, that's crazy. Right, so they flipping off the cops as the cops are leaving, or maybe that was. Um, it looked like a band, so it might have been. You know, like um, the CPS there. Then they're posting on, this is the explanation that she posted. She said, I'm tired of keeping my silence. I'm going to start off by saying, yes, I blame myself for going live with him and laughing. It was all a joke at first, 100. But, I'm, I'm sorry, both of my little brothers, including Tyler, was being disrespectful to my mom. So, yes, my older brother punished both of them by cutting their hair. My older brother was mad and embarrassed, but Tyler didn't care. He loved the attention that he was getting, as you can see in the beginning of the live. So we was letting him get attention on live. By that time, my big brother wasn't in the car when Tyler was saying gay shit, but he heard Tyler say, I'm gay as F. So my brother was mad that he was saying all that gay shit on live. <laughs> this is the part that got me. No, we do not condone him being gay. And no, we don't have a problem with gay people. So therefore, mind your business. Thank you. Now have a nice day. Spread that. Kisses. Exclamation mark. <laughs> I just. But it's just like you seeing all that, but you really ain't seeing shit. <laughs> exactly. Ex exactly. You see all that, but still saying nothing at all. Because what? Like how? I just I don't understand how you could justify it. I'm just I'm I'm happy the child has been removed from the home. Um, and again, the reason that I brought up Hope Giselle earlier is because she has organized a um, she has organized a GoFundMe for the child. And of course, like she was explaining in the GoFundMe, like we hate that it has to get to the point where this child has to be you know, in custody, because of course, like, that's never a perfect situation either. Like, of course, these systems are crazy, like children be getting mistreated in these systems anyways. But um, at this point, it, it was obvious that the child needed to be removed from the home because like, it's unacceptable. And like, it's like, what? I don't know. I don't even know if I want to have this deep conversation because it just shows like, like, what the fuck is going on in that family? Like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? I feel like this is just uncovering a deeper issue that is within the community and that family as well. Like, y'all can make it seem right. like it's not that big of a deal, but then y'all be the same people wondering why people don't feel comfortable enough to tell you their true identity. Like, make it make sense. Oh, everybody should be able to tell the truth and this and the third. But these same people be the ones making people feel like they got to hide who they are. Mm. And, you know, maybe I should have played the video. Maybe I should have played it just, just to disturb people, make people uncomfortable. Because, like, I just, I was like, wow, like, look at all these grown men and this is a child. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to show this tweet um, that I saw. Um, this was from Kenny Heflin. I think you should play the clip too. Should I? Oh my god! Wait, hold on, y'all. I'm gonna have to get the clip. JB, talk about something while I get the clip. You know, introduce us to your topic because I feel like it kind of. Of course, you know, we always be tying together. So, if you want to talk a little bit about your topic while I locate that clip. That's fine. Um, so today I feel like Trez is going to be more so going over the heavier things. Um, with me, I am going to be talking about um, my stance within the LGBTQ plus community. I'm also going to be um, going over 10 fun facts um, I found about um, LGBTQ plus pride. So I'll be uh, talking about some of uh, the 10 facts and then going a little bit deep into like, you know, what the myth is believed and things like that to kind of like inform people who don't really know much about pride about, you know, some things about the culture. Um, and then of course I want Trez to, um, you know, just talk a little bit about his experience um, 
And then also I will be talking about how I use platforms like Clubhouse to kind to to kind of um, be an ally to trans women and people within the community um, in communities or in spaces or rooms where it's not many of them um, and how I make them, how I try my, myself to make those environments more comfortable for them. Um, and just, you know, talk about like the kind of conversation that I've had um in partnership as well as in um, allyship with trans women. So those will be some of the things I'll be talking about. Um, so that def definitely directly correlates to this video that we're going to see um, because I feel like people um, always, I always hear people saying, oh, why you can't tell me that you're trans or why you don't tell me that you're bisexual or why you don't just, you know, be upfront with it, be proud and confident. Um, and then I hear stories from women or men within the community um, that kind of helps me see why um, it's not something that they just openly um, discuss or why they wait until they feel safe enough to disclose that information. Mm. 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 Because it's always a common myth is, you know, that they use all the time um, whenever the trans people turn up dead from, you know, whatever, um, you know, person that they've been seeing, it's always, oh, they tricked me. You know, I mm -hmm. didn't know. Yeah, I, get, I hear that a lot. I hear that. Oh, I didn't know. And then it's like, you know, we have people within the community that are down low. And of course, I'm not, you know, here to bash anyone. But it's just like we have people that want to tell people but they just don't feel safe enough to do that because it's either going mm -hmm. to erupt their personal life their family life is going to erupt something that they're just not ready that the possibility of it being erupted is just doesn't feel like the safest thing to do for them mm -hmm. so, yeah um and i will say of course now i am not trans um jordy's not trans um yeah but I'm, of course i definitely just wanted to bring this issue up because within the entire lgbtq community um you know trans people are definitely bearing the brunt of the violence uh, the discrimination um even against other members of the lgbtq community um you know, just because you're yeah, like just because you're like a part of this team doesn't mean, you know, everybody's got your back, sadly. But, you know, um, so I mean, I guess I would say it's because it's, <laughs> um, we're kind of talking about a lot of things, but um, <laughs> I don't know if it's going to get so heavy. Oh my God. Um, you think this was going to happen, child. I was just going to run through this, and I thought we were going to talk about other things, but it's, we're going with the flow. We're going with the flow. Um, what I find, let me just, let me play a clip. I got a clip. I don't know if this is the whole clip, but I'm going to play it. So I just want to say, everybody, brace, your, brace yourselves. We're going to get back to Tyler, and then we're going to tie all this all in together. But let us just watch this clip, because as Jordy was discussing, it's important to see what these people are going through. So, you know, if, if you're faint of heart, definitely watch out because we're about to play something that may be triggering. Here we go. Now we're going to shut them. You getting your ass beat. This one, see them. We, we do do what? shit, but they don't help right here. You, you say you're what? Nothing. Say it again. Say, uh, say it one more time. And he like that and shit. And you like it. And you're yeah. doing, you doing the most. You still doing gay shit. You think this on the side of your head for no reason? Is that what you think? It's on the side of your head for no reason? So why you just said that gay ass shit, bro? Why would you just say that? Why would you just say that? You ain't got shit to say? Hello? You ain't got shit to say? No. Hello? Sit your ass down, Are you? Keep on doing that shit. You like this type of stuff? You like this type of stuff? I thought I wasn't gonna keep your ass from last night, too, Talking all that goddamn shit, bro. A 12-year-old child. Yeah, that was very disturbing to watch. 12 years very old. 
Very disturbing to watch. And these are the people that like first to love. Is it love? Or is this just a child that somebody got pregnant with nobody planning it? Another mouth to take care of. Oh my God. And then he got the nurse to be gay. So as Jordy was saying, you know, oftentimes there's a lot of questions about how people not in the LGBTQ community um, people who are not a part of this community, um, there are often questions about how they feel that people should present themselves. Not even, it's not even questions. It's more so like demands. Like, I feel like you should tell me this about yourself. I feel like I have the right to know this because you're not like me. Or it's given very much, I was taught that this is wrong and I'm going to enact what I was taught onto you, not even caring how you were taught. Mm. Yeah, it's given that too. It's given, definitely given that as well. It's just very much, we live in a world where everybody feels so entitled to believe that what they think or what they know is the the general information for everybody like what i was taught is the right way and the way you're doing it is completely wrong and you haven't even heard what the other way of living is like you you like people for instance that i when i first moved to texas people would say like i never left texas i never got i never want to go anywhere else how do you know you don't never want to go anywhere else until you go somewhere else it's just like we we have to understand one that what is common sense to us is not common sense to everyone. And also that just as much as you have a right to be here, so does everyone else. So the rights that you're so go, you know, going so hard to protect and make sure that you feel heard, there are other people in the room that deserves to be heard just as much as you. And it, it's really mind boggling when the oppressed become the oppressor. Because you ain't even got enough to oppress. You just got nothing but entitlement and vibes. Just entitlement and vibes. One of the articles said that when the social workers went to the house, um, or actually I think Hope said, I think Hope Giselle said that the family was living in impoverished conditions. Um, mm. They were trying to raise money for the family so that they could have basic supplies. Child, listen. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I just... I hate that for him. I hate that for all the kids that we're not seeing because there's definitely other kids out there going through this crazy shit. And it's just like... It's like you said. It's like... Like, what is... Like, what is... What is your... Like, where does this hate is, like... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah. maybe it was taught to him. I mean, I don't know. Mm. And mm, this will be the same community. <laughs> this will be the same community giving very much drama. <laughs> this will be the same giving very much drama in the sense of But y'all got bigger. Y'all got bigger shit to worry about. Y'all got bigger exactly. fish. To exactly. It's giving very much. Go use that energy on learning something about some stocks or something about making some money mm. or something, making some fish dinners for the neighborhood or something. Mm. Because that ain't it. See, and there's always these bigger questions that we talk about about. Just the economy and capitalism and all of these things. Because, like, I mean, yeah, maybe they could start a fish dinner or something, but, child, who's buying the fish? If they ain't got money for basic necessities. But it's giving very much. Y'all worry about the wrong things. You it's definitely wrong. that. Definitely that. 
Because I'm so tired of hearing we we and it's just like for instance when we talk about inclusion, like let me tell you something. When people when people and this is definitely going towards the topic that I would like, you know, what I'm going to be talking about, how, like I like I said, I um, act as an ally within the LGBTQ plus community. And like, you know, I would say the heterosexual community right now, just because, you know, that's what that's what it basically is. Um, community and like, you know, just helping people understand um, so for instance, I had this situation. Well, there was this situation. It wasn't my situation. There was a situation where there was a trans woman, um, that was within the heterosexual community. Um, and nobody knew that she was transgender. Um, you know, they thought she was cis woman, um, for, you know, more people who want to say the terms. Um, and she was, being threatened of being exposed. So she decided to take it upon herself and open up a clubhouse room and just expose herself so that she could control the narrative. Um, and, you know, people were saying like, oh my God, you could have just told me, I can't believe, I, you know, I feel so played. I feel, I feel betrayed. I feel all of these things. And, you know, like, I was like, okay, like, you know, your, your, you know, your feelings are valid. However, you know, to play devil's advocate, which is- Are really they valid? No, to feel betrayed, I will give them the, the you know the feeling of feeling valid, and I only say that to. Because we have this. to dig deeper. Because what is the actual betrayal? Like what okay. happened? She pretty much was in a demon time room with heterosexual men, um, and like they was you know the the best demon time picture I mean or video got fifty dollars. So she had won um, because the a trans woman had stuck a cucumber so far down her throat, bitch. The bitch, the bitch ought to the woman. Excuse me, I say bitch in friendly terms. The woman ought to won. She won. So I get they basically said that they felt betrayed because she was sending sexual content. However, they did not know that she was a transgender woman. And the only reason I'm validating that is like, okay, I, I'll honor that. But I, again, what is the betrayal? Because because I, you never asked. You never asked. I'll give you that. You never asked. The information was not disclosed or whatever the case may be. Cool. However, the only reason I, I'm saying that, like, okay, you said that you feel betrayed. Okay, I can understand how you got to that. I'm not saying that it's a valid. I'm more so saying I can understand how you got to that viewpoint. But it's also like, had this woman came forward and told you that she was trans from the beginning, would you have given her a chance? But I don't even think it's up to that. that. Like, I'm guessing that, or I don't, you know, of course, I don't know this room, but I'm guessing this is a room that. Were there any rules posted or like? No rules. Um, however, every I guess more so, more than plain terms, everybody assumed because you ain't asked no questions. You didn't want to know. You didn't even think to know. You didn't even think to ask. You you just you wanted to believe that she was a cis woman because for regardless of every reason, you felt like that those are the only women that exist in the world. For some reason, and that's what I want to get to because that you made right, and then and which is again, which is why I brought up earlier when I say you know a common myth about the transgender community that we always see is oh they didn't say I ain't know, and it's always used as this justification for you know whether you want to call it betrayal or being misleading or. When this person is, you know, they're just out there being themselves. Like, I mean, did you ask? Did you clarify? Like, if this person is out there just presenting themselves on the scene, taking up space like anybody has the right to, like, I, I mean, it's your fault if you, I mean, it's just, I, and I think that's what be pissing people off is it's really them because it's like people live in such a heteronormative world where they just assume, like you said, that everybody's going to be just like them. You know, it's going to be man and woman, straight. Um, you know, um, it's going to be a woman with a um, that was born with a vagina or, or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's a conversation that needs to be had <laughs> about changing that sort of view and knowing that there are other people in the world, there's other types of people in the world. There are different types of women in the world. Like, I just... <sighs> I feel like... I, f I feel like it's it's definitely like a slippery slope because it's like 
head like me personally and the the reason why i'm like i'll say it's a slippery slope is because had she came forward and said that she was a trans woman would anybody have given her personality a chance but now that they had given her personality a chance and then found out that she was transgender they were pretty much saying like shit that is wild to me like oh she really is a cool person as if your sexuality just makes that makes like like your sexuality is your identity like, but that's what happens when you have to walk into a room when you have to walk into a room and put that on a sign for everybody to see that's what happens and that's why people don't do it because it's like i'm bigger i'm more than just being i'm more than just a woman i'm more than just black like yes those are things that you know reflect the reality that I live in. However, there is more to me than that. And I feel like, I feel like trans women are constantly trying to make people realize that, that I am more than just a trans woman. Because like, I, I literally heard someone tell, say in a room that I don't have anything in common with a trans woman. And I'm just like, what? Like, what is that to say? Like, or as if you're, you're a heterosexual man and you have nothing in common with a man that is gay or a man that, you know, that likes men. Like, what about if y'all like movies? What if y'all like, what about, what, what, like, there's so much more to life than sexuality and race. Right. That it, it, it really is mind boggling when you're having conversations with people and they just like, oh, no, but she cool though. What is her happening? What does her personality have to do with her sexuality? Cause you can meet a heterosexual man and they could be a whole dweeb. Mm-hmm. But just because they're heterosexual, you just thought that they were gonna be cool. That's like listening, like that's like me and you like in one album, one of one album, and that we thought we were gonna be best friends forever. There's so much more to life than that one album. Mm. I I think people I, and I, I my main goal for this episode is I just hope people just understand to talk less and listen more, and then also just be more open-minded that the world is bigger than the one that you live in. Period. Period. Mm. Well, damn. Um, uh, again, I definitely want to give a shout out to the transgender community. Um, and I want to specifically, while I'm talking about this, give a shout out to transgender men. So people who were biologically born as female and then transitioned into being male, I definitely want to give a shout out to them because um, doing a lot of research just over the past days and just in preparation for this episode, just trying to um, um, touch up, you know, on as much as I could. And of course, it's been said a lot on many different platforms that trans men often go underrepresented, and which honestly speaks a lot because you always hear about trans women, men that have transitioned into women. And, you know, there's all this political fervor about them. And like, you know, we don't want men in the women's restrooms and blah, blah, blah. And so, like, oftentimes a lot of the issues that are associated with trans men, um, you know, women that transition into men, um, those issues are often swept under the rug. So, you know, just definitely keep that in mind as well. Um, Yeah, um, I did have maybe, like, a few myths and facts. I don't know if you wanted me to read a couple of these, JB. Okay, so the first myth, give me one. The first one I want to, that I thought was, I'm not going to go through all 10 of them. Um, I'm using um, an article that I found on mentalfloss.com. It's called 10 Facts About the History of LGBTQ Plus Pride Month by Skylar Baker Jordan. And the article was posted on the 2nd. Um, 
So one that I did definitely thought was very interesting, uh, a fact is that the Stonewall riots were not America's first LGBTQ plus uprising. Um, if you are any, if anyone is familiar with the Stonewall rising, um, it was, um, it was a pretty much a series of riots that took place in um, New York City. I want to say it was in the Greenwich uh, area, um, and it was pretty much. Um, people within the community saying that enough is a fucking enough. If we like, it's already bad enough that we're shacking or that we're having sex in meat trucks and, you know, we're going underground and all of this. And we're, you know, we're finding these communities that are ours. And then you're, the police were constantly raiding um, the area. They were constantly just belittling them, um, saying that they were abomination, of course, breaking up their parties, um, arresting them. And then the series of riots is one um, the re, the series of riots start when um, officers go into um, one of their safe havens um, and is breaking up the party and it's like a really big party and you know the LGBTQ plus community pretty much saying enough is enough and they begin to they begin to fight back um, so that wasn't actually. Um, of course, that wasn't actually the first incident or the first uh, uprising, as I said. So the first one was in actually May of 1959. Um, and it was when um, individuals within the community were fed up from being mistreated by the police and they revolted at a place called Cooper Donuts in Los Angeles. Um it was led by several transgender women. So shout out to the transgender women. Um, and they were pretty much shooting officers with donuts, coffee, paper plates, anything that they can get their hands on. Um, so I thought that was really cool because I hear a lot about the Stonewall um, right, uh, up, uprising, but I never even knew anything about um, the transgender women sticking up for themselves in Los Angeles in 1959. Um, I also thought it was cool that the first gay pride parade was held in Chicago. Um, I don't know why I would have thought it would have been L.A. or New York, um, but it was actually in Chicago. Um, and it took place in 1970. And it marks the first anniversary of Stonewall. Um and most people believe that the Christopher Street Gay Liberation Day March in New York City is the first Pride Parade, but it wasn't. It was actually first held in Chicago. Um, so I'm going to read about five. That was two. Um, and I know everyone honors. Uh, so for three, I know everyone honors Pride Month. Um, but there was a gay rights movement going on before Pride Month was um, established. So in 1924, Henry Gerber, a German immigrant, founded the Society for Human Rights in Chicago. And it was like the first group to campaign for gay rights in the United States. And that was in 1924. But in 1955, the Daughters of Bilitis was founded in San Francisco. And that was the first lesbian rights group in the United States. So y'all get into this tea. Pretty much the LGBTQ plus community have been stepping up and stepping out and they've been stepping out and they've been around. So, and they ain't going nowhere. Long story short. Of course, just like with regular history, the LGBTQ history has definitely been whitewashed as well. Um, especially with like you said, with like the Stonewall riots, like those riots were started by, you know, the black, brown, you know, the black and Latin um, trans and LGBTQ okay. community. Um, they were definitely on the front line. Um, I don't know where the people be because I ain't seen it. And then it is definitely want to give a shout out uh, and remembrance and memorial to Marsha P. Johnson, uh, who was a known veteran of the Stonewall riots and a huge, huge, huge proponent um, of LGBTQ rights in her time. And, you know, it's really part of turning that tide and allowing us to have some of the freedoms that we do have today. Um, not only as being black, but of course, definitely black and part of the queer community. Um, so yeah, wow. Okay, um, well, we are getting close to our hour. I do just have a couple of songs 
might not play all of them. I definitely wanted to give a shout out to some LGBTQ musicians this week. Um, now, be warned, just forewarning, depending on YouTube, this part of the show definitely may not be on YouTube because they are strict with the copyright, especially if you don't have a certain number of followers. So, um, this part will either be posted on Instagram. I'm definitely thinking of doing like a separate music show for Instagram, but we'll post this part of music review on Instagram, maybe. Um, so you can definitely check it out there. Um, but one of the songs I wanted to play was by I Love McConan. Um, he is a rapper, beat maker, um, openly gay person. Um, you may know his song, um, Got the Club Going Up on a Tuesday with Drake. Um, definitely a great song. And of course, there's a lot of controversy because, you know, he's saying Drake hadn't paid them enough or it was just some controversy. He wasn't being treated properly by Drake's team as a gay person, um, which you know is a story that we have not heard. I mean, which is a story that we have definitely heard before, but anyway. Um. My wrist just turned so cold, my arm got runny, no. I flip it for the high and get it for the low. I'm booked for all these shows, I cook for all these hoes. We turn a neighborhood kitchen into a five-star stove. Super Chef McConan, my sprinkle serotonin. Be careful when you rollin', cause my wrist so goddamn potent. Oh, bitch, is you snowin'? Well, wake up in the morning, cause wrist ain't stupid and the wrist be goin'. So that was definitely a good jam of mine for a while. Um, especially when I lived in the city, that was definitely a before the club song. Um, whew, I feel like all of the music, I feel like the three songs that I picked were the same, but <laughs> I just, I picked them. Um, the next song I want to give a shout out to next artist I want to give a shout out to is Big Mama. I motherfucking love Big Mama. Um, her last album, actually, I'm not sure of their pronouns. I'm going to say they. Um, their last album was great. Love Big Mama, rapper from, from, wow, I don't know where Big Mama's from. I have to look that up. But anyways, this is one of my favorite songs. It's all about manifesting. It's actually a positive song. Her songs be getting dark and, you know, they be going real sexual in some places. Um, but this song is, I love it. It's very positive. Prayers, love is sweet as some honey. He gotta know to take jewels, cause I think that I'm funny. He gotta learn me, treat me right, and make me feel like he earned me. He give me all his loyalty, and not his personal with earnest. He gotta love me in the best way. Matching up a bad state in first class when we travel the states. Lost his other cult, for the swimming all on his plate. Divine labels on his body, gotta keep the first paid. Uh, he gotta have ambition too, because I plan on going places with the things I do. I ain't trying to pull a talk, I'm trying to bask in cruise. I'm trying to get it how I fit, and if he lacking in boost, I don't need no niggas stressing me. I got the keys to the Jeep, I brought some niggas while they're snoring in sleep. Niggas all up in my DMs trying to hang with me. He gotta have ambition if he trying to chill with me yeah yes i love me some motherfucking big mama yes oh okay okay the chorus of that song is um dear god please honor my petition um basically about praying and getting everything that you've been wishing for it's a great song i love it um yeah, I got one last song. <laughs> this one makes me laugh. But uh, yeah, I got one last song. Uh-huh. Oh, yes, honey. Oh, I love this beat right here. This one of my old school beats. Oh, yes, bitch. Is it on? Oh, yes, it is. Because the bitch is back. It's the bitch with the big black ping Zulu like sugar rain, king is like calm. Got a pussy so good, make a big dick calm. Yeah, you heard me right. All the niggas in the club spend your cash tonight. Let me pop this ass like dynamite. Boom! Get on my motorbike. Kiev, Estonia. Kiev, Estonia. Kiev, Estonia. It's the bitch with the big black ping Kiev, Estonia. Kiev, Estonia. Kiev, Estonia. It's the bitch with the big black then it's going down. If you're in the club, then it's going down. If you're in the club, then it's going down. Put your hands on your knees, bitch. Doodle brown. <laughs> 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 <la
Hey, motherfucking no. That was my girl, TF motherfucking medicine. Live and indirect, baby. Make sure you tap in with my good sis. Yes, y'all, please get into TF Madison, child. She is doing the damn thing. If you don't know, that was her twerking at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Big Maddie with the Big Fatty. Mm. Big Maddie yeah, with y'all the coin. Yes, y'all better, you better sit with the coin. The coin and the quartz. She mm. about C's, okay? I ain't going to say the other C because, you know, it's still inappropriate. But uh, pretty much. <laughs> hot coin. Cork, baby. Oh, my God. She would like that. That's a good little slogan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, y'all. No sense. And, baby, if you, if you haven't picked up anything from this episode, pick up this Live Your Truth and make them bitches gag. And that's a really what a lot of being a part of the LGBTQ community is about, is living your truth. And it's just so sad because so many of us know, like, who we are, like, at a young age and have to deal with this battle of the world saying, no, you're not that. You know who we are at a young age are fighting the people who are just still trying to find themselves. Period. So with that said, I do want to share just one last video. Um, This is, I thought this pretty much sums up um, generally everything about pride, just about the straight community, how they feel about pride, and roll it. Hey, y'all. I'm just hopping on here to say happy pride from me and my boyfriend, Jeff, who is refusing to be in the video, but is in the room. Uh, I just wanted to say that even though I'm not gay or even bi, which is insane because I went to an all-girls school. Jeff thinks that's hot. (laughs) Um, I am most certainly an ally, and I love seeing y'all out there shaking your thing. So um, I just wanted to say celebrate and have fun. You really deserve it, sissy. And I have a gay cousin, so I know exactly what you're going through. Um, So, yeah. I really, I really am. I'm, I'm, I'm saying happy pride while I'm having straight sex. Did you hear that? Hear what? The phone? Yes. Yes. It was the, the phone was ringing at the right moment. Cause what was about to come out of my mouth? <laughs> That was a sign from the Lord. Don't say that. Oh, my God. And before y'all go jumping down that girl's throat. What did you have in a gay cousin had to do with anything? She was doing this sarcastically. You know what? I'm going to let her have that. She got this. She showed you. But it's it's a great point that you make because that is what people be saying, though. And it's like, what the fuck does that got to do with? I'm not racist because my best friend is black. Exactly. Like what is where where y'all, let me let me well, we gonna one day we're gonna have a segment on correlations because I don't think people understand what a correlation is. Because it'd be a lot of reaching going on. It'd be a lot of reaching going on, child. It that show be doing a lot of reaching. I just wanna say, you know, like she said when she swiped that brow like this, when she it's, just happy to see you out there shaking your thing. So, you know, I just wanted to say that to everybody for pride. Just happy to see you out there shaking your thing. So definitely stay shaking your thing. Keep it moving. And, you know, yeah. Happy pride. Happy pride. Shake your ass. Shake your cocks. Oh. Everything oh. that you got. Oh, I'm, I'm a rapper. Okay. Oh. Shake your ass. Shake your cock. Shake everything you got. Be blessed. Be loved. If your boyfriend slash girlfriend is homophobic, you aren't an ally, beloved. And that Mm -hmm. is on Dr. John Paul. And and with that, we're out. We are out. And here, Greece. And if you haven't already, grab a mask and go to the park. Wipe your ass. And get your wash your ass. Wipe your ass too, because some of y'all be giving very much back to front. All nah. right. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if you don't notice, if a sister ain't tell you, it's giving very much 
Front to back, baby. Front to back. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. And on that note. Hey, Hey. Hey, 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 This program was brought to you by Outside the Culture. Today's show featured Jordy as host and Trez as host and editor. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app to be notified of new episodes. If you like what you heard, leave us a good review. To support this show, you may cash app Outside the Culture. And again, that's dollar sign Outside the Culture. For more information on the OTC Network, visit www.outsidetheculture.com.